0: so glad you've joined us for this holiday weekend we're celebrating independence this weekend and also celebrating the opportunity that we have for what we're calling young communicators weekend. So i'm very excited about this and if you're joining us for the first time you heard a little bit about this a moment ago but we're going to have an opportunity to hear from some of the young leaders that we're raising up in our church all weekend long and i'm very passionate about this in fact if you are new to the journey we have a vision that's really important to us and and uh, if you're here in in person at our Newark location you saw this map on the wall if you're watching online we call it Journey City and it's a 30 mile radius of our broadcast location where 1.8 million people live and we're just passionate about making a difference creating experiences like the one that you've had over the past few minutes all around our region and changing people's lives with the life-giving message of Jesus and a big part of how we do that is raising up People, So many of you are a part of that. You are on the J-Team, you serve, you use your gifts to make a difference. And I'm so proud of you. And if you're not serving yet, you have an opportunity to do that this month. And then we're also raising up leaders. That's what Journey Leadership Institute is all about for us. So we just unveiled this brand new umbrella for all of our leadership development here. And part of that is our evening program, which if you were here last week, you heard a little bit about if you want to take next steps. In your leadership but we want to raise up a generation of empowering leaders that will change our region for Jesus and this weekend you get a chance to hear from some of them so I'm really excited about this and uh, there are many of them spread out over our gatherings this weekend I'm sure they have a little bit of nerve going on like they've got a lot of nerve they've got some nerves plural uh, and uh, they've been preparing for months and praying and planning I remember the first time I spoke at a church and they asked me uh, was not a church that I was familiar with. I was came in as a visiting speaker, and they asked me, how long do you usually speak for? And I didn't usually speak, so I didn't know the answer. <laughs> so I said, well, about 35 minutes. It sounded right. I didn't want them to know that I didn't usually speak. It was my first gig. And so uh, I got up and spoke for 12 minutes, everyone. just It was awkward, but I have never, I have never had that same problem since. Now I have to work hard to keep it to 35 minutes. But I'm sure they've got some nerves going on, so here's what I want you to do. Uh, today is lean in, laugh at their jokes, just like you laugh at mine. I know some of you laugh even when they're not funny because God has led you to be a blessing to me. And uh, yes, thank you. That was a little too obvious, but uh, laugh at their jokes, cheer them on, support them. And then I also want you to know that this weekend isn't just for them, it's for you. So wherever you are in your spiritual journey, I know that God is going to do something over the next few minutes in your life if you'll lean in and you'll give him permission if you'll just open the door God has something he wants to say to you that will encourage you and strengthen your faith so you get to hear from two of these leaders tonight there's seven of them spread out over the weekend but two tonight both of them are a part of our journey students ministry area and uh, yeah they are helping the next generation get to know Jesus awesome helping students gather, connect, and serve. Anthony Reed is one of these young leaders, and uh, yeah, very excited about him. Tonight, he is a passionate, faithful leader. He's been serving in leadership here for several years. He's a mentor to all of our Journey students, J-Group leaders, oversees the students' internship, a bunch of students that have been serving here this summer. He's got a message that will encourage you, and then you get a chance to hear from Haley Dreibelbuss. So, yeah. Fired up about that. Haley is, uh, she is the wife of our, our next gen pastor and our Newark location pastor, Brad Dribelbiss. Obviously she's his wife. There can't be too many people with that last name. And not only that, she is a passionate, empowering leader. I'm very proud of her. She is raising up students and making a difference. She has such a unique take on her faith and I know she's gonna encourage you tonight. So are you ready, everybody? all right will you help me give it up first of all for anthony reed come on journey make him welcome
1: well what is up journey fam how are we feeling today feeling good I am so excited to be communicating with you all this weekend. But before I dive into the message, can we just take a moment and show some love to Pastor Mark and our pastors here, our teaching team. Let's, let's make some noise for them. I'm just so grateful and thankful for the way that they lead and love this church here and just the support that I've received with uh, communicating with you all today. So I wanna dive right in by asking you all a question. By a show of hands, how many of us would say that we enjoy tests? Yeah, it was not a trick question. I'm not surprised by that response. If you're watching online, there were very few hands in the room. I just expected maybe a few teachers, but I mean, I teach high school math and even I'm not a fan. And I think that most of us can agree, whether it's a performance review at work, or an evaluation, or just a plain old science test if you're a student, None of us like being tested. But the thing is, tests always show us something. So whether it's the state of our health or our real science understanding, or maybe it's showing us our work performance, it's always revealing where we really are. And when it comes to our faith, those types of tests can show us where our faith really lies or how deeply it is rooted. And one of the most famous tests of faith occurs in Daniel chapter three. It's a familiar part to many and it's even been made into a VeggieTales episode that I'm sure all the church kids can remember. And it's in this section of the Bible that this king, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon decides to build a grand tall golden statue to represent his God. And he demands that everyone bows down and worships this gold statue. Now, pause, because if you're new to the Bible, actually, even if you're not new, then seeing a name like Nebuchadnezzar, you're probably thinking that's a mouthful. Well, buckle in, because the main characters in our story are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I mean, who comes up with these names? When I I was reading that the first time, I'm like, could you imagine trying to spell that if you were a kid? So these three Jewish men, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, we're going to say it repeatedly to get practice. They do not comply. And our story begins when the king finds out he has the trio brought before him and Nebuchadnezzar says to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue I have set up? Verse 15 continues, I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I've made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you'll be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will rescue you from my power? For Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, this is the test. This is the test. Would they keep their faith in God? Now, can I be honest with you all? When I read parts like this, moments like this in the Bible, I tend to really get into it. I start to see a picture in my head and I see things going down like it's a movie, like a really good movie. I'm talking like Marvel level. And this is that part where our heroes are backed into a corner. And although most of us cannot relate to a challenge or a test of this level to actually have a blazing furnace in the mix, I think that we can all agree when we're facing difficult times and challenging times, it can feel like we're backed up against the wall. It can feel like there are very few options or solutions to overcome that challenge that stands before us. Maybe that furnace is searching for a new home in a seller's market. Or maybe it's that addiction that you thought you'd left behind that's popping up. Maybe it's a job opportunity that fell through because of COVID. If you're a student, maybe that furnace is just being a teenager when the world is telling you to put your faith and trust anywhere and in anything but God. Whatever it is, whatever that furnace looks like for you, when we're faced with that fire and the flames of doubt, worry, or hopelessness are flickering at our heels, it can feel like our faith is at the end of its root. Let's see. One of the things I've noticed across movies and books and even stories in the Bible are that many of the most memorable ones have that moment. They have a character who decides not to give in, to keep going and to keep believing despite all of those odds. They stand firm, whatever it will cost. And whether it's going against the odds to collect all the infinity stones or refusing to bow down and sing the bunny song in VeggieTales. Watch it if you haven't already, you will thank me later. Each of these stories has that moment when the the choice is made not to back down, to stand firm, to stay true to what we believe, and to keep faith. And that's the response we see in Daniel chapter three. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego respond, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty, but even if he doesn't we want to make it clear to you your majesty that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up but even if he doesn't that's the part that hits me and that's because the faith that they have in god is at an entirely different level it's a fireproof faith see it's one thing to have faith in god to come through in the middle of that challenge But it's a whole nother thing to keep that same level of faith, even if he doesn't. So let me ask you something. When you're facing the furnace, are you praying to God asking if he is able? Or are you praying with faith and trusting that God is more than able? See, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they had figured out the answer to their test. There was no question of if God would take care of them. The only question was how. Their faith was fireproof and their response in the face of this challenge shows us how we can respond when we face challenges that have us questioning our own faith. The first thing that we see them do is that they trusted God. See, they had decided in advance that they were not going to worship any false gods, no matter what. They let their decisions lead and their emotions, in this case, fear, follow. So when it came time to face that challenge of where does their faith lie, they kept their trust. God and we can make that choice too. one of the ways to develop and deepen our trust in God is through what we call our slot and spot if you're a member of this church or if you're a follower of Jesus then you've heard of that it's our time and place with God and I believe that the more we know God the easier it is to put our trust in him when we face those types of challenges and here's what else we can learn from that story Shadrach Meshach and Abednego they had seen God bring them through troubles and challenges before. And more than that, they had experienced the goodness of God in the middle of those challenges. We have to remember that. Remember God and his faithfulness. Remember that he is with us. And it's when we remember how God has been faithful before that we can better see how he will be faithful again. And sometimes we need a reminder of that. I know I did. I was in this season recently where I'd been struggling with doubt and frustration, and I felt myself being tested with my faith and my finances. Surprisingly, it was as I was preparing for this message to talk about faith. That furnace I mentioned a moment ago of trying to buy your first home, that's one of the furnaces I find myself facing right now where there's unexpected bills and expenses happening at home before I can even find my dream house. And I felt myself asking, could I still be faithful with my finances? Could I really trust God to take care of me financially? I needed a reminder of God's faithfulness and thankfully, I had good friends in my life. Not the kind that remind you of how hot the fire is. I had someone to remind me of how faithful our God is. And one of the best ways to remind yourself and to remember the faithfulness of God is to surround yourself with people who will remind you of that. There was no coincidence that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they were together when they decided not to back down. And as we return to their story, we see that they they declined the king's demand respectfully, and they stood their ground with faith that God would take care of them no matter what. And as a result, they are thrown into a furnace but things don't go as expected. Verse 24 says, but suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Look, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire unharmed. And the fourth looks like a god. Okay, so maybe unexpected was a little bit of an understatement. The king is shook, and at this point, he is even questioning his counting skills. Things are just not adding up. And the king decides to have the guys removed from the furnace so he can investigate. And verse 27 says, then the officials and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their head was singed, and their clothing was not scorched, they didn't even smell of smoke. They didn't even smell of smoke, (laughs) y'all. The way that this story wraps up reminds us that whatever that furnace might look like for you, God is already there to bring you out on the other side and you won't even smell like smoke. We have to trust God, remember God, and the last part is just watch him. Now, this can actually be pretty difficult because it requires us to get our eyes up From that furnace in front of us and instead put our eyes on god for me i had to remain faithful with my finances i had to trust god and keep my faith in him not my bank account to take care of me financially and the thing is if i'm being honest i'm still facing that furnace i still haven't found my dream home but i'm trusting god and remembering that he is with me in the middle of each and every challenge and i know that regardless of the outcome he is going to take care of me I know, thank you, I know that that response and watching God move is so countercultural, especially in a world where they expect to see the, the signs of the flames we've been through, the challenges we had to overcome. They expect to smell the smoke on you, to see the burnt clothing. King Nebuchadnezzar probably expected Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to fight or to plead. He certainly didn't expect them to come out of that furnace unsinged, but they decided to trust to remember, and to watch. That kind of faith in God is not a blind faith. It is a faith with reason. Because God is always faithful. He never leaves us alone, and he is in it with us. When we remember and trust that, our faith is fireproof.
2: Oh, that was so good, Anthony. I'm so honored to be able to share the stage with you tonight. And what is up, Journey? I am so excited to be here tonight. Yeah. I do want to take a moment and thank the lead team and Pastor Mark. Thank you so much for just giving me this opportunity, giving me a microphone tonight. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. But I am so thankful for your investment in me and um brad's life and thank you pastor mark for aren't you guys so excited that pastor mark is in the house tonight yeah well like pastor mark said earlier my name is haley and i am our newark students director and i love hanging out with our students there are so many awesome perks with serving on our students team one in particular is that they keep you young Right? It doesn't matter how old you are for my OG student leaders in the room. They keep you young, they keep you in the know, and you can kind of be cool. I mean, I may not be the coolest person, but I feel cool when I'm with students because they tell me what is going on. And so I always like to tell them that back in my day, what was in, right? And so in my day when I was in high school, there was this fun activity and it was called going to the movies. All right, you guys remember that? I know some of you are looking at me like we still do that. <laughs> but not quite like it was for me in high school. Students will never understand what it was like to have to wait in line for your movie theater seats and the, and the excitement of a midnight release of a movie. I mean, there was so much hype behind going to a midnight release, I was there. I was there for all the big ones, Harry Potter, Hunger Games, I will own it. I was there for Twilight, everybody. (laughs) I own it, son. But I loved all the excitement, all the anticipation that came with going to the movies and seeing it for the first time. But I'll be honest, as I've gotten older, I've realized that now I live for the spoiler alerts. And I hate that I know, I hate that I've become this type of person, but I can't watch a show or a movie now without first knowing how it ends. Like, is there a good ending all right i can watch it in peace without biting my fingernails off anyone else am i the only one who lives for the spoilers all right i've got a few of you in the room well sometimes we just want to know that what we're spending our time and our energy on it's at least worth our time it's worth the wait right and i think we all can agree we're all waiting for something Students, you've waited for normalcy for so long. Parents, you maybe waited on your students or your kids to get to church tonight. Guys, I know you have waited for your girl to finish getting ready so you can hit that dinner reservation. No matter who we are, no matter what we believe, we all have gone through seasons of waiting. And we wait on someone, we wait for something. And there's a couple in the Bible by the names of Abraham and sarah who really understood what waiting meant by waiting for a family of their own and we're introduced to them in the first book of the bible it's in genesis and i love to read it for you genesis chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 says the lord had said to abram leave your native country your relatives your father's family and go to the land that i will show you And I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. So don't worry, I can read, Abram is Abraham. He gets his name changed later. And so Abraham, he gathers his wife, Sarah. They go to this unknown land and God tells them, your legacy will live on. You're gonna be famous and you're gonna have a son and he's gonna be your heir. And so he's probably thinking like, all right, let's get it on, like, let's go, right? But little did Abraham and Sarah know it would take 25 years for their son to be born. And I can barely wait for the end of a movie without having a spoiler alert. And they waited 25 years to see God's promise be fulfilled with a son named Isaac. And when it comes to our faith in what God has promised or told us, we don't get a spoiler of when it will come to fruition. And I love Abraham and Sarah's story because it shows us there's often this delay between God's promise and its fulfillment. And that delay is called waiting. And did you guys know that waiting is just one of the ways where God tests our faith in him? And when we wait, though, there's a difference between waiting well and not waiting well. And so Abraham and Sarah, they went through these seasons where they waited really well. They trusted that God would come through on his promise to them. But then they also went through seasons of doubt where they tried to take matters into their own hands. In fact, I encourage you, grab the popcorn later, read this story. Genesis 16, it gets real sticky with them trying to take things into their own hands and that's the opposite of waiting well it's when we try and take control of the situation or it's when we spend time moping or complaining or we're stuck in our own thoughts it's those i'll never i'll never amount to anything i'll never have a family i'll never get married i'll never graduate and it's right you are right you never will because god didn't intend for you to do it he did he wants to do that in your life. And some of us have been spending the season of waiting that we're in and waiting for God's promises to come true and we're just stuck in our own thoughts and we're stuck in discouragement and therefore we're just wasting the season. We're wasting it. But I believe if, if we trust in God's process, then we will receive his promise. So don't waste the waiting. Don't waste your waiting. Well, I love to bake, and my husband tells me I bake the best chocolate chip cookies. I hope he does he not just saying that. I hope it's actually true. But thanks to Nestle Toll House, it's kind of hard to mess the recipe up, right? <laughs> it's a science. 375 degrees, 9 to 11 minutes. That's all you got to do. Put the cookies in the oven. Well, if I take them out too soon, they're just going to be runny. And if I try and speed up the process, raise the temperature and take them out, then they're just gonna burn. And nobody likes a runny or a burnt cookie. Well, the same can be true for us in our waiting seasons. We throw in the towel, we give in too early, then we won't experience the blessing that God has for us at the end of it all. On the other hand, if we try and take control, we take matters into our own hands, we just end up discouraged, we just end up disappointed, angry sometimes. But God gives us the recipe. He gives us a right recipe to follow in fact he gives us a whole cookbook it's called the bible and it's packed full of recipes and verses yeah it's packed full of these verses that show us how we can wait how we wait patiently on the lord and there's there's too many of them but there's a few that just say hey stand firm stand firm in your faith don't doubt don't waver what god has told you in the cookbook stand firm another verse says pray without ceasing pray without doubt cast all your carries all your heart's desires all your worries on the lord and another verse tells us hey wait patiently that might even be the hardest one to wait patiently on the lord but god's timing is perfect and there's a purpose for your waiting. And when we trust him, we're going to come out of the oven complete. Well, maybe a reason why you are still waiting is because we haven't taken good care of what God has entrusted to us in this waiting season. And we haven't first read the recipe that he's given us. But we can trust the recipe we can trust this process of what God is trying to teach us in this season, so don't waste the waiting. Don't waste your waiting. And this message, it, it messed with me, because I'm waiting. Recently, I've, I found myself in a very similar waiting season as Abraham and Sarah, and to be very real with you, I'm, was, I'm waiting with them <laughs> to start a family. And there are days when I know that God has placed this desire on my heart to be a mom, to have my own family. But then there are other times where there's no other word to describe it other than just sadness takes over. And I try and take matters into my own hands and research like I could possibly fix whatever is wrong. And then I just end up hopeless, like maybe I'll never be a mom. And maybe for you, you're going through a similar season or maybe for you you're discouraged because you're waiting for that one to come into your life that you can spend your life with someone you're waiting for a family member to be healed or you're waiting for your dad to come back into your life or you're waiting for a a door that tells you go to this college choose this future turn away from this job and whatever it may be for you it can seem really hopeless sometimes. But I have found so much hope in this verse. And I want to read it for you. It's in Isaiah 40, 31. It says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. And they will walk and not faint. And that's a promise from God. And so why should we not waste our waiting? We become stronger. God is preparing us to face something, to go through something we wouldn't have been ready for before. And part of the fun of the waiting is that anticipation, remember? That excitement that comes with the outcome. And if we waste our waiting, we may never receive what God has for us to its fullest and truly be able to cherish that blessing. It's through our waiting where we learn to trust God, where we learn to lean on His strength, to keep persevering and wait patiently on Him. And notice the verse doesn't say, those who take matters into their own hands will find new strength. This says, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength and soar high on wings like eagles. God has given us desires on our hearts and their blessings, their promises that He's planning here on earth for us waiting may be out of our control, but what isn't is everything we do between now and that promise and that blessing being fulfilled, everything we do between now and that happening, it's a treasure. God stores up for us. Every time we choose faith in Him, it's a reward. Every time we don't throw in the towel or we don't try and take control of the situation, God is storing that up for us. And He has so much blessing in store for us in this waiting season. He's working, he's fighting on our behalf. He has a purpose for our waiting. So don't waste this season because he's not wasting it on you. He's not wasting it with us. God is always working, He's he's showing me and He's trying to show you too, that in this gap, in this delay between your waiting and it's fulfillment, He's got you. He's in control, not us. So don't waste your waiting. And I'd love to close this out in prayer tonight. And before I do that, I would love to know, Is there anyone out there that you feel like you've been wasting your waiting? Or maybe something Anthony said earlier where you need some fireproof faith in your life today. And I'd love if you would raise your hand, if you need some faith, if you need to not waste that waiting, I'd love to pray with you. Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you so much for bringing us all here today. God, I thank you for being in this place with us god for walking through the fire and standing by our side with us god i pray that lord for those of us that are standing in the fire we are waiting for something to come through and true in our life god i pray that we won't give up hope lord that we will have fireproof faith in you god that we will trust you lord so we can become stronger lord that we will God, we will stand with you, that we will trust your perfect timing so we can become stronger and soar high like wings on eagles, Lord. We can fight through this, God, because you are with us, Lord, and you are with us and working. And so help us not to waste this season, whatever it may be, Lord, with you, and help us to embrace it, God, and leave this place today with new faith and with new strength. God, and I pray this in your name. Amen. Can we give it up for God in the house tonight?
3: Yeah. Man's journey, two powerful messages in the middle of this season. I hope you found yourself in one of those. And hey, would you just stay with me in this moment for another second more? Because I was just reminded of something when Haley was teaching about that waiting season. that. I, I want to take a moment and speak to those of you that are in the room that you're still trying to figure out exactly what you believe about God. Those of you that might be online, that you're still questioning what faith looks like in your life and what that means for you. And for for all of you, I think I want to remind you that for a moment, if we are all waiting on something, we're all waiting on something to take place in our lives. In fact, I think God right now in this moment is waiting for you. God's waiting for you to recognize just how much he loves you, just how much he loves how he created you, just how much he wants a relationship with you. And it's very simple. Religion and church isn't about a bunch of list of rules that you have to follow, isn't about getting dressed up on a weekend and going into a building. It's not about the songs that you sing. It's not even about all the prayers that you pray and things that you read in the Bible. No. What Christianity is, what a relationship with God really is, is saying, you know what, God, I'm I'm done living life on my own, and I'm going to trust my life over to you. And God is just waiting for that to take place for you. Those of you who have already put your faith in Jesus, you remember the moment that it was for you. And right here, right now, if you haven't put your faith in Jesus yet, it can be your moment. It can be your moment that you go go public and say, I'm going to put my faith in Jesus today. And so if you feel the Holy Spirit drawing you close, if you feel God saying, hey, I'm speaking to you right now. I've been waiting for you. Then I wonder all over this place, if we could all just focus on God for a moment. If you're online, come on, just tune out every distraction for the next minute and 30 seconds. And let's make space for God. If that's you, if you're ready to put your faith in Jesus today, then just pray something simple along with me. It can be very Very simple. Pray in your own words, doesn't matter. But say something along the lines of, Jesus, I believe in you. God, I'm done running away from you. And I'm so thankful you waited for me. Forgive me of the things that I've done wrong. Make me right in your eyes and help me live my life forever getting closer to you. Jesus, you are now leader and Lord of my life while everyone is still focused on God, if that's you, if you just prayed that prayer for the very first time for real, I wonder all over this room, would you raise your hand boldly saying, I'm putting my faith in Jesus today. If you're online, would you type faith into the comments right now? Just let us celebrate with you. In fact, Journey, come on, let's celebrate people that are going to heaven. Come on, Journey, let's celebrate the way that heaven is celebrating right now.